and welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello, and with me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you tonight? I'm doing great. How are you, Jeff? I'm feeling grand. How do you like that? Nice little pun to start tonight's show. Uh, I am feeling grand, and if you haven't caught on, for those of you listening at home, tonight's topic is all about the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. And it is grand in so many ways, including it's the only five diamond resort on property, a very prestigious award handed out to limited resorts all around the world by AAA. I'm glad you referenced what that was because for just layman folks like myself, we know that it's a beautiful resort and we assume it's probably won awards, but we don't know what they are. So <laughs> that's why we have you in here as our travel expert to kind of give that background. Um, I'm going to actually segue from from what that award is to the background on the hotel. Give us a little bit of background, history, and, and any kind of changes that have happened along the way. So if you've been to the Grand Floridian and you've either been to New Hampshire or out to California, it may look familiar to you. It actually has two inspirations. It's most famously known for the Hotel Del Coronado in California, but also similar in look and inspiration is the Mount Washington Resort in Brenton Woods, New Hampshire. That red roofing that it's known for and all the turrets, it's just so unmistakable in look. And the Grand came on board in June 1988. It has its main building where our upper level concierge is that we'll talk about in a minute. And then all of its outer buildings and its pool and marina and all kinds of great things. And then in October of 2013, like several of the other resorts on property, it added a Disney Vacation Club building to it. And that Disney Vacation Club opened up all kinds of different resort room types for us and even added additional amenities. I'm glad you mentioned that because tonight's show is brought to you by DVCnews.com. For more information on this resort, check out DVCnews.com. For more than a decade, DVC News has provided the latest news and information regarding the Disney Vacation Club timeshare program and its member resorts. Visit them at DVCnews.com where you can sign up for their email newsletter or look for them at Facebook.com forward slash DVCnews or Twitter.com forward slash DVC news. I will say that I have stayed at both the original Grand Floridian building and the DVC tower. They're both beautiful. They're incredible. They're also, no surprise here, both very unique. Again, with the DVC section being a little bit newer, it just has some extra enhancements. Again, I encourage you to stop in. It has its own lobby. And I love that lobby. Mm -hmm. It is adorable with a Mary Poppins penguin fountain that is just beautiful. And if you have the opportunity to stay there, the rooms have that banquette that we've talked about. And each floor has a different character hidden inside. So lots of great things to see, lots of ways just to get taken away by all the luxury. So you're mentioning luxury. Obviously, anybody that's been to Walt Disney World knows that this is certainly a luxurious hotel. So talk to us. Who is this hotel and resort for? Like all of our resorts, it really can be for anybody. It's for those that are looking for a top-of-the-line experience. It's for those that are looking 
for a lot of extra services, top of the line services. And maybe it's for those that are looking to see the castle out their window or see the castle while they're down at the quick service, having a cup of coffee and sitting outside, taking in that great view. Okay, so let's make no bones about it. As we've mentioned, you can see the castle. So this is, we're going to stay away from one of your favorite modes of transportation, the sky gondola. There's no sky gondola at this resort, but it is on the monorail line. So let's- It has its highway in the sky. Uh, It has the monorail. You know, that's that's why we keep you around. You can always tie it to something that's in the sky. Uh, Let's talk about the transportation options then, right? It is on the monorail line, as we mentioned, but that takes you only so far. So break it down for us. So super exciting, less than a month ago, the very end of 2020, we'll give a good shout out to something that came out in 2020. There is now a walking path from the Grand Floridian over to the Magic Kingdom. So if you've got that stroller and you just wanna go, that's an easy way to get there. Um, It has boats over to the Magic Kingdom and then it's gonna give you a bus anyplace else on property. Okay, so if you wanted to go anywhere else on property, bus is definitely an option for you. Um, you can also take the monorail over to Transportation Ticket Center and then change to go to Epcot that way as well, correct? That is correct. Okay. How about we just break down the rooms, right? I mean, there's there's so much to talk about at, at these at, at this resort as far as this, the rooms that they have to offer. Break it down for us, you know, one thing at a time so we can digest it. So many choices. In the original resort side, 867 rooms in six different buildings. Again, we start with our standard view. Not so much parking lot here. We often say that standard means parking lot. It might be parking lot, but I will also tell you, I've had a standard view room that has a monorail view, which I think is awesome to watch the monorail go by my window in the morning. I will I will echo that too. Just by the nature of where the parking lot is laid out of this resort, it, you can definitely get that. I mean, that that's not, I don't think that's uncommon. And if you don't know, the monorails, kind of like different cars or different things, every monorail has a different color stripe. So younger kids often will sit by the window and yell out monorail yellow monorail black it's its own activity mm-hmm. and just so neat to watch it go by okay so what other rooms there's pool views there's marina views there's lagoon views theme park view that's our word for castle there's larger suites and there's two different club levels i will say we've talked about this with other resorts with all of those outer buildings not everybody can be in the main building which is the only spot where the monorail does leave from in the main building is only one of the two club levels so you might have a standard view room on the third floor of an outer building you're going to go down the hall take the elevator downstairs get to the ground floor walk across to the main building and from there take the elevator up to the monorail to get on the monorail, or you can head straight out to the marina. So although the monorail is super convenient, keep in mind, it's most definitely not going to be on your floor. There are no rooms on the monorail floor, and there are plenty of rooms in buildings that don't have the monorail. You'd mentioned the elevator, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention the glass elevator that takes you up from the lobby to that monorail level floor in and of itself, depending upon who you're traveling with, 
can be an attraction that something that people don't see all the time, right? It, it, the lobby, the lobby experience itself is is an interesting one for for travelers that are visiting for the first time. It is, and obviously, I mentioned the lobby and the villas in the main building. The lobby is breathtaking. You walk in, like most Disney resorts, it has its own scent. You get taken in. I'm always in awe of the flowers when you walk in. There is a massive vase. I have to think that it's a $500 to $1,000 flower arrangement there. And just this lobby with plenty of couches and chairs. And if you come in the evening, there's going to be a person playing a baby grand piano. If you're there at the holiday times, as soon as you walk into that building, the scent of the resort is not there. The scent of gingerbread fills that lobby because it has a gingerbread house that is large enough that it has a store inside. So just an incredible, incredible lobby. The lobby is also open. So the entire upstairs looks down into the lobby. And I love, it was a couple of years ago, they redid the floors in this building. Make a full circle on both the ground floor and the second floor to check out the tile work. It's incredible. There's a section that is the Beauty and the Beast characters done in tile and another section that's Tinkerbell. Kind of go on an iSpy mission and check it out. The craftsmanship is incredible. I smell a, an easy Diz scavenger hunt coming our way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You had mentioned the rooms in the, the traditional resort. Talk to us about the DVC rooms. As we've mentioned before, you do not need to be a Disney Vacation Club uh, owner to stay there. So give us the options that exist for the Disney Vacation Club side. And the options over there are pretty much what we're used to our standards in DVC now. You've got the studios. Again, they're going to sleep five. So a nice benefit over a standard hotel room, though in the grand, our rooms will also sleep five. You're going to have two queen beds and that Murphy bed that we were just talking about, the little banquette. The studio is going to have the wet bar, so you have the refrigerator and the microwave. Then you've got a one-bedroom, as its name implies. It has one bedroom and a living room, full kitchen, washer, dryer. Two-bedroom, which is a studio and a one-bedroom put together. So two bedrooms, living room, kitchen, washer, dryer. And, of course, the grand villas. Three bedrooms, up to 12 people, huge living room, dining rooms, lots of family fun. A tremendous amount of options as far as what your traveling party is between both sides of this resort. It would not be our show if we did not segue as quickly as possible. And it took us a long time to get there tonight. I, I'm proud of us. <laughs> Let's talk about the food options at this resort. It has more food options than anything else. And again, I will point out that anybody can eat at any resort. So I'm going to give you a quick rundown because, again, there are so many. Our first is going to be 1900 Park Fair, character buffet for breakfast and dinner. For breakfast, we get Alice and friends. For dinner, we get one of my favorites, a unique experience, Cinderella, Prince Charming, the stepsisters, and fairy godmother. It is still a buffet. It does have a lot more options than most of the character buffets, including carving stations, so a great opportunity. It has three signature dining experiences two of them are on the meal plan and one of the only restaurants on property not on the meal plan 
Citrico's is in the main building. Narcusi's is out on the water and Victoria and Albert's. And they are all incredible, incredible experiences. Um, two of them offer, three of them actually, I should say all of them, offer a chef's table experience. Victoria and Albert's, you actually book an individual location within the restaurant. There are different rooms and themes and you can book it specifically. I will tell you that Narcusi's is one of my favorites and this is going to sound a little strange, but you can often find me in Narcusi's for dessert. And there's two reasons for that. It has by far the best cheesecake anywhere on property. So if you're a cheesecake fan, almond encrusted cheesecake from Nikusi's oh, is God. the go-to dessert. <laughs> and while you do need a dining reservation, again, as we've talked about in past episodes, that dining reservation allows you anything you want. You can go to a restaurant for just appetizers, just a main course, or in my case, just dessert. I try and line my dessert up for an incredible fireworks view as well as a view of the water pageant. And they do pipe in the music for both of them. You know, you're good at this. You should you should help plan vacations for other people. I'll have to look into that. <laughs> if you are if you can find Sandy eating her dessert there, you can find me in my dreams at Victoria and Albert's because it's still a bucket list thing that I just haven't pulled the trigger on, but that's definitely on my list. We got to do a special tasting in Victoria and Albert's. We actually did a tasting in the kitchen. It was not part of a chef's table. It was a special event that I went to. And I will tell you, and this is not my culinary forte, they gave us this tasting spoon dish thing, this little white thing with a dollop of mashed potatoes on it. And I will tell you that it is now nine years later and i'm still talking about the best mashed potatoes <laughs> i've ever eaten in my life come from victoria and albert's one day one day we'll do a let's talk diz excursion to victoria and albert's it'll be it'll be good all right talk to there are still many many more There's food options more. so go, go ahead grand Floridian cafe super popular especially for people on deluxe dining that really enjoy all of those sit-down meals a much more relaxed atmosphere one credit on the dining plan, not characters, not as loud. For breakfast, it is known for its eggs benedict. I love their salads for lunch and dinner. They also have the only 24-hour quick service on property, Gasparilla's. So again, if you're just dying for that uncrustable at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Which who isn't, is let's be honest. <laughs> Everybody's dying for an uncrustable at three o'clock in the morning. You know, <laughs> you can still get a full menu there. The grill is going. They've got fresh fruit. They've got incredible baked goods, but they are open 24 hours a day. There is a poolside bar. And I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the tea room there. Mm. It does two different things. It has an afternoon high tea and I encourage you to give it a try. It was a lot of fun. I am not a high tea person, but just what you picture, that Royal Dalton China and the tiny little sandwiches and two tables over from us. If you've heard this expression before, there was a Red Hat Club meeting. It was everything you'd expect of a high tea. And in the morning, that is where you can do my very princess tea. Wonderful add-on experience with a younger child, a princess greeting and incredible special souvenirs from the day awesome 
Okay, let's move away from food after we've eaten our way through through the entire resort. We're going to need to burn off some calories. So let's talk about the recreation options that exist here. So obviously we've got pools. We've got several pools. We've got quiet pools. We've got a main pool. The main pool is zero entry. And then when they added the villas, they added an extra pool, which can be used by people staying in either place. And I love it for the kids. It's Alice in Wonderland themed. And it's got one of those big dunk tanks. So it's the Mad Hatter hat upside down filling with water. And then it blows and it dumps over and the kids go wild for that. Yeah, I will say we have video of taking my daughter there when she was very little. And, you know, that splash park right there, that splash zone, just just pretty perfect. You know, you have you have the, the lagoon behind you. It's just it, it's really, really great. OK, what else? There's a beach there. Great for fireworks viewing. Again, the water in Florida in lakes is nothing you ever want to swim in. We've got a marina jogging trails and. Grand Floridian boasts two of the spas on property. So if you're able to convince somebody else to watch the kids for a little while, go for the spa. Yeah, can't can't underestimate that. Uh, for those of you that have listened to any show that we've done in the past, you do know that way back I told the story about my sister possibly breaking a boat on property. I will give the mention it happened at this resort. <laughs> so long ago, I hope Is that she... way I could make a reservation for you? You've been blacklisted. That's right. That's right. The last name, the last name has been blacklisted because we still owe about $100,000 for a little dinghy that my you know, 10-year-old sister took out a million years ago. So sorry, Annette. We have to bring you up one more time. <laughs> uh, what haven't we covered about this resort? Because, I mean, honestly, I feel like this resort we could talk about for days. There's so much to, to mention. It is beautiful. But what is one of the two things you know, that we haven't mentioned? So sometimes you'll get super lucky and you'll get to stay there because you're going to a conference. There is a conference and convention center attached to it. But the more important thing that's attached to it is the wedding pavilion. You, I can't say enough about the beauty of the wedding pavilion and the once in a lifetime experience for brides. We've done a whole show on Disney fairy tale weddings from when I went to their show case if you want information on that check back on episode 14 or i love to talk about disney weddings and with that what it means is the grand staircase back in that main lobby that we were talking about is a very top picture spot for brides so it is not unusual if you're super lucky to get to walk through the lobby and see a bride or as many of my bride friends have told me they can hear the kids pointing and saying, look, mommy, it's a princess. And I have to say, you're not intruding. You're making their day when they overhear those comments. They love it. If you are super lucky and you are out front, you may even see Cinderella's royal coach being pulled by her mini white ponies with a bride headed over to the wedding pavilion. It is spectacular. And you don't even have to spend the money to have your own wedding there. You can just watch That's somebody right. live vicariously. <laughs> That's right. Making magic happen. Uh, you had also mentioned earlier that they pump, uh, pipe the music in from the water pageant. Give us a little bit about what the water pageant is for people that are unaware. It is the longest running parade in Walt Disney history. Fun fact for you. It is also the parade that requires the fewest number of people to operate it. The answer is two. Mm. The water pageant comes out from the lagoon by the Magic Kingdom 
and I'll interrupt myself with a little fun fact. That new walking path that we just mentioned, if you walk from the Grand Floridian to the Magic Kingdom, just before you get to the Magic Kingdom monorail station, look to your left, you'll see all these metal things and be wondering what it is. That is the home of the barges until they come out for the parade. So very cool to take a look at them and then see them light up and play all the music in the evening. You know, Sandy, we talk on a lot of these shows about certain things that hold a special place in our hearts. This is a resort that will always hold a special place in my heart. It is a resort that my family went to consistently all growing up. And it's one of those things that when I walk in and they say, welcome home, I definitely feel it. So I I really thank you for taking the time to explain this amazing resort to our listeners tonight. My pleasure. It has been grand. And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share, have them like, and subscribe. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories.